0: Welcome, everybody, to the Forge in Light podcast. This is episode 10. Today, as always, I have Crim and Doom with me, and we're going to be talking a bit of news about Destiny and a bit of news about just stuff going on in the gaming community.
1: light lives in all places and all things. You can block it, even try to trap it, but the light always finds its way because we are forged in light.
2: A lot of stuff going on right now.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff. We got... We got uh, some games dropping. We, we're fucking eating good, dude. As gamers, <laughs> we have been eating good this year. We've had so many great games, and there's just more coming.
1: Yeah, you know, like, what, post-COVID, all of a sudden, all these awesome games are coming out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like so...
1: pre-COVID, I guess?
0: Pre-COVID? Or so this month... As uh, right, we're on. It's August sixteenth today. So the rest of this month, we got Madden twenty four for the bros out there. We got Immortals of Avium is going to be coming out soon. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out. Armored Core Six, which looks great.
1: Mm-hmm. I will be streaming that.
0: <laughs> Souls like, but in mechs. That comes out on the twenty fifth. Then we got sea of stars coming out at the end of the month on the 29th that one that one looks pretty good i'm, I'm interested in playing that mostly because it looks remember? like i can play it on my phone pretty well
1: did you play chain of echoes
0: i did not
1: okay if you if you ever get the opportunity if you find it see it on sale on steam i suggest getting it it's very very good very authentic like chrono trigger um old-school RPGs, Super Nintendo, Sega era, and all that stuff. And that's, like, what Sea of Stars is sort of, like, doing. And that's – I like that these older-type RPGs are kind of, like, coming back right now, having a resurgence. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, excited. I think
0: it's just because as, like, a community, like a gaming community that we are now, is like we're so tired of all these online live service games. Like, we're just happy to be getting single-player RPGs at this point. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to like, uh, yeah, here's a full game. It's done. There's really no glitches to it, and it happens to be an RPG. You know what? I'll take it. I, I my gaming, like my gaming history. I guess started with with RPGs. You know, Final Fantasies and all that stuff. So it's something I'm definitely accustomed to. Same. Yeah.
0: And then moving into September, we got. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to PS5 on the 6th. Starfield also coming out on the 6th for PC and Xbox. NBA Um, 2K24. hard to
1: interrupt. Uh, No, you're good. For Starfield, they did also announce today that I believe starting on the 27th, uh, you might have to correct me on this, it's either the 27th or or even tomorrow, uh, you could start uh, early preloads of the game. If you already own it, didn't yeah, you? I
0: did. I did yeah. see some. I can't remember the exact date. I know it's it's the twenties. I know we're in the twenties, but you could preload it.
1: Yeah, so, so that's pretty exciting. That's pretty good. Gets people prepared. Like, hey, if it's a hundred gigs, free up stuff. Just be ready. Yeah. Plus, I believe
0: yeah. if you if you bought the um, the deluxe edition, you were able to start playing on the first am yeah, i correct I, on
1: that? yeah i believe you get five days early you get five days early
0: access or something like that i see that's pretty nice yeah yeah as i was saying we got nba 2k24 coming out i know a lot of people are big into the the 2k games so that's a big one for a lot of people
1: it's huge man it's huge it has a huge following yeah uh Especially we got mortal where, where, where girlfriends are deleting their boyfriend's
0: accounts and then you <laughs> break up with them yeah <laughs> I mean, we we all know. I've, I've played the Madden games. I, I know what these sports games are. They're the same thing every year with minuscule difference and updated stats. Like now, 2K24, you're going to realize LeBron's no longer a 99. He's a 98 in speed. So it's like, all right, it's the same game, just a little different. Well, what I forgot what Madden it was a few years back. Uh, they got
1: caught. I want to say it was either 18 to 19 or 19 to 20 where someone broke down the game and they were streaming it and then they they actually saw they did not even update the 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 effects that were on the billboards in game in the stadiums they were they were all still saying the year before (laughs) so they were they had like ads and everything that they animated for like 2018 or 2019 and then when the new game came out 2020 or whatever uh the 2020 game still had all the old assets from the 2019 uh, game or 2018 game. And all they did was just <laughs> fucking copy pasta. And they're like, you <laughs> fucking bastards.
0: the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I, I
1: believe that. I
0: believe and that.
1: They, they apologize. They publicly apologize. Like, yeah, we fucked up. We can't. We shouldn't have done that. You guys caught us. Like, they had nothing else they could do, but just like, yeah. Yeah, that was
0: a fuck up. <laughs> It's that it's that crazy dev cycle for for these sports games. They have a year. You have a year from the time two K twenty four comes out to get two K twenty five out. Like they don't they they're gonna cut corners just to get a new game out. It sucks, um, but yeah. it is.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's unfortunate, but that's the also it sucks because that's what the industry kind of has put these developers and artists like their backs against the wall. You know, with shit like that. Like, all right we came out with the first one now we're gonna do a sequel now you gotta get it done within a year like we have uh we have uh contracts that we gotta uphold and now we have people that have invested in us and now so now we gotta uphold our end and by that we got to release another uh, number two or sequel yeah within a year it blows.
0: it blows um, later in September we got Mortal Kombat one coming out on September 19th that's that's a big one and i know a lot of people are excited for the, that one i think they're resetting the timeline on that
1: yeah yeah they're they're resetting it yeah basically to based on where 10 or 11 left off or was it 12 i think or whatever
0: yeah i don't even know all i know is that it's impossible to google mortal kombat at this point um. <laughs> <laughs> because you can search Mortal Kombat and then it'll either give you the one that came out a few years ago <laughs> that was also called Mortal Kombat or yeah. it'll give you the original Mortal Kombat
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of confusing it's it's yeah it's almost like turning into a black hole and it's engulfing itself
0: <laughs> Oh, man. Then we got Liza P on the same day, September 19th. Payday 3 on September 21st. And I know we're all kind of excited for Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty on the 26th.
1: hmm That's going to be a good one. I know JP's yeah, ready. excited
2: for
0: Yeah, JP's ready to play that. He's yeah, pitch intense.
2: Got, got big, so here's a uh, problem, uh, though. Escape from New York vibes from that one. So I'm, I'm like a I don't know. I'm, a, I'm like a diehard '80s action movie guy, so like I love that type of stuff. I, I hope they lean into that.
1: But how are you going to divide your time between that and Starfield? This is a question.
2: Uh, life finds a way, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right Goldblum. Yeah, Doom's going to be Doom's going to be very
0: uh, like very what? sick. Yeah, it's me calling You guys are going to come into work
1: malnourished and shit, looking like Christian Bale and the mechanic <laughs> or the machinist. <laughs> it's, like, oh.
2: it's, it's hard work uh, fending off and, and defending the president in a collapsing, <laughs> futuristic city and also traversing the universe. So, oh, uh, yeah. But I'll find it. I'll find the, the time to get this in.
0: And then, last but not least, we got EA Sports. Football Club twenty-four, so they're they're getting away from FIFA, and this is gonna be their first iteration is just the EA Sports Football Club.
1: I wonder why that is. I wonder why they changed it. I wonder if they're
0: fearing that uh, No, they bad lost bad. the license. I don't I think FIFA pretty much said they could do it better. And FIFA did not renew their license to be able to name their game that. So Good. they just had to move on and, and, and make it their own thing.
1: I mean, hey, good. Yeah, at this point, you could probably find a better developer. I mean, EA is a big company, and EA has a lot of IP. And if their focus isn't on that brand, then, yeah, don't sully your brand name for with a company that's going to, like, half-ass your game.
2: Well, knowing FIFA, they'll probably find a way to enslave some third-world, like, yeah. impoverished people to crank out a game for them for pennies on the dollar. It's such a... <laughs> evil goddamn corporation. It's so shitty.
0: Surprise. EA is a lot better than FIFA. FIFA are big pieces of shit. That
1: (laughs) They're pretty corrupt. (laughs) They're pretty corrupt. Hey, man. Don't you talk bad about the biggest sport in the world, all right?
2: Oh, I'm not talking bad about the (laughs) sport. I'm talking bad about the organization that runs (laughs) it. They are notoriously corrupt. I think... Uh, soccer in the United States or football literally anywhere else is a great sport and everybody loves it. Totally understand why. Uh, doesn't change the fact that the people running the show are total dirtbags. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I do. I'm really, really happy that soccer is kind of getting a heyday in the States now with the MLS and Messi like buying a team and investing into the MLS and him playing on Miami. Like, I don't know if you guys follow MLS a lot. I've been following him, uh, following it a lot since he came over here, and he is a fucking monster. That guy is on another level, and if anything, he's going to put MLS on the map. And I know a lot of uh, like two other big, huge names from, I want to say, Real Madrid and probably, I don't think Manchester United, but it's two other big names that are considering signing to the MLS, which is huge. That's a giant. And hopefully they could branch off and separate themselves from the FIFA organization then.
0: To answer your question as if we keep up with soccer, I have a podcast about Destiny. I play video games. No,
2: no, I don't keep up with soccer. Yeah. Same.
0: <laughs> uh, other little bit of news is Twitch is finally putting in a feature that'll make it to where – banned viewers will no longer be able to watch the stream so i know that was a big problem before whereas like uh, female pop, you know female streamers would um ban somebody or somebody would ban somebody from chat from being lewd or anything like that and then they could still just sit there and watch and capture and then just harass them on other on other platforms so kind of a good, good feature
2: Everybody has the right to isolate themselves from harassment. And if you're banning somebody and they're not like I, what they choose to do on their stream is their business. But at the end of the day, if if somebody's harassing you, like we just discussed with the guy uh, that was harassing the game dev at Bungie, it's like that it yeah. it gets it gets crazy. It gets way over the top sometimes, and some of these guys just they can't separate, you know the stream or the game from reality and then it just kind of seeps into it and they just get obsessive and it's weird. And it's like, dude, I'm, I'm fully on board with streamers being able to isolate themselves from fucking weirdos.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Uh, Like no joke. It is. You would think that that'd be something that would be, have been implemented uh, from the get-go especially with the banning procedure that they have in tw- on twitch um i've encountered that lich has been a moderator on my stream before and he's kicked people out because i i have triggers also that protect my stream and chat but unfortunately you have the idiots that will still go in there and troll and just
0: yeah people know play. how to circumvent the yeah yeah the twitch standards you know yeah i
1: wonder if it's like connected to your ip if that's something they should probably implement as well, because people could just easily go and create a whole new account. Oh, sure.
0: Sure. But if you create a, you know, it's, it's a feature. So when you turn it on, it just makes it to where anybody that you've banned is no longer able to watch the stream. You can turn it on and off. So like, if you just keep, banning these random accounts, they still won't be able to watch the stream. It's not like uh, you have to ban them, and then click a thing, and then click a thing to get them to not be able to view it. It's just automatic.
1: Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I think that's a good system to have, man. Good. Protects everyone, and yeah. Good. Yeah, it's good all around.
0: But getting into the we promised from the beginning, we do have a little bit of Destiny news. So um, we'll just start with We didn't really, we didn't have an episode about the state of the game. Uh, We didn't jump up to it because I I think all three of us just kind of saw it as what it it was. It was pretty much a nothing burger of like excuses for state of the game, and the community just didn't react very positive for it. Like even like the more positive streamers weren't weren't really getting into it and trying to be on everybody's side. So in response to that, Joe Blackburn, the head of Destiny, the the you know he's he's he runs the ship, he's the captain. He posted a I don't even I don't even know what the fuck to call it because if I call it an X video, it's like I feel like I, I was I'm t- telling everybody to go watch a porn video because the X video <laughs> <laughs> is I, I'm not saying it is, but you know, keep it clean. <laughs> Uh, he posted a a, a a Twitter video and it, it was it kind of was a uh, a hopeful look at, at things to come and just like him saying that you know we hear you and we're we're gonna try to do what we can to bail some water out of the sinking ship to hopefully not have it at the bottom of the sea.
1: Yeah, as, uh, there is something very humble about it. You know, at first, obviously, there's when you go into watching a video, <coughs> you go in not expecting anything because we've already been burned by that, especially with the last day of the game. And then <coughs> as the video progresses and he reiterates on like what he wants to focus on and that this has this isn't pre-scripted or anything. Uh, he just jotted down notice it's supposed to be a very personal take on his coverage and wants to be able to address these things to the community. I, I appreciated that. man. Not many, not many heads of, of gaming uh, companies do that. They don't have to do that. Um, as we all see with people like Bobby Kodak uh, and Blizzard and the way he runs that fucking train and it's insane, but whatever. Um, it's just nice to see Joe kind of take accountability for what was done and what was said or not said and not done uh, with last state of the game and him just talking to the community, man, there's something very humble about that. And like, in, in a way it, I think they kind of needed that as a reminder, of like, fuck, we're nearing the end of this and we're losing our community. We need to, we need to do something boys and girls and I kind of feel like it was the wake up call that they needed.
0: Yeah, the the bungee higher ups came down off a of cocaine mountain and reached out to Joe Blackburn and said, "You better patch this up here, buddy, because we love our mountain of cocaine and we're not we're not shipping in this deal just yet."
1: I wonder how much maybe also Sony now that Sony owns them jumped in. I wonder if Sony did jump in and like, what the fuck are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, so, so I think I- with the whole Sony deal is they're still in charge of their their works right bungie is still in charge of bungie just sony now has a a a controlling share in the company i'm not 100 like on how big business works and everything like that yeah yeah. i don't think sony is pulling the strings at this point it's just sony is going to benefit off of having bungie the quote-unquote live service experts on their side
2: Mm mm-hmm It's, uh, so like, I felt the same as most of the community. I I shared a lot of the same feelings that people were expressing when they were talking about the state of the game. I like that we didn't jump on this whole uh, reaction train and we did wait until there was a video addressing the state of the game. You know, that gave us a little time to process it, but then also kind of process the response and uh you know I, me personally as somebody that has enjoyed playing destiny for as long as i have I, I did need that video it felt good to have that be addressed it by like you said the the captain of the ship who's gonna just like it, it was acknowledgement that there was I I, like air quotes wrongdoing that they kind of fumbled uh, something that was supposed to generate some sort of, of positive outlook for the community. And it was just another source of like a, like a letdown. It was terrible. Everybody was really disheartened by the whole thing. And I'm not going to say that his video totally saved it. I don't think it did. It, it was a step, in the right direction. It was the ball moving, like the pendulum swinging back to the other side is what it felt like for me. And, yeah. uh, you know, like, cause it's just been like gut shot after cut shot after gut shot with just bad news, uh, unstable servers and perceived abandonment of this game. And it like, it, as a community, it just felt like, 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 man, are we, are we really like watching this? Like, is is the ship really sinking? Or, you know, it, are all the content creators and YouTube guys like crying wolf? Like, you know, it felt like it was going down. And him addressing that and saying like, look, we screwed up. And we under delivered in not just what we presented to you, but like also in content, announcing that they were going to release a set of armor that was going to be available to purchase for free because of the complaints that the community was saying about, you know, ritual armor and that kind of stuff. It was, it was a big kind of like, you know, a big moment for the community. And I think it sort of stopped the bleeding, you know, it, it, it applied the tourniquet, so to speak.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, they did. They, they tried to stop the, the bleeding, but it's, this is what this is the kind of interaction we're used to with Bungie. Whereas, like the past since Lightfall, it's felt very um, corporate. Like all their communications with us has felt really corporate. Whereas, like before, it would always be like you felt like you were talking. The devs were like had an open line to you, and they were talking like candidly to you. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah, this is what helps is is something it, like.
1: And I appreciate you kind of touching base on like developers and gaming and community managers talking to us, you know, we, we know what happened. One of the, the main community manager, managers that was with Bungie for a long time, and now he's not with them. And then the lawsuit happened and, uh, thankfully thankfully they were able to win that lawsuit against this person that was being atrocious towards this community manager to the point where the community manager had to leave. Um, I do like that Joe Blackburn, he did address that, you know, and kind of made that a point to a small point, but was transparent at communication with the community and mm-hmm. why he's dialing back. And I respect the fact that he's, he explained it in such a manner that I have high, re, like very respectful and high regard to the fact that he's like, I'm doing this to protect my people, basically. Like. No one deserves to be harassed No one deserves to be given vile death threats, anything like that. And for that matter, we're just going to pull them back. But we are going to create a different channel basically where you guys can communicate with us still at a level that you guys find relatable and are used to. But it just won't be with people's personal accounts anymore, which. Kind of, yeah, it kind of sucks and almost feels like, yeah, it takes away that personal engagement feeling with that that one community manager or who how many community managers they have. But the fact that he addressed that and it's ex- also explained why, I completely understand. And I'm like, hats off, man. Like, good on you for protecting your fucking people first off. And on top of that, thanks for even... St- try to continue to have this line of communication open because honestly in our reality they don't have to have a line of communication open with us They, they don't need to do that um so it is a luxury that we have to appreciate and and we do but unfortunately there's some bad apples in the fucking community that fuck it up for everyone and i'm glad that they were able to take care of the person that did get harassed before but i'm glad to see and and happy to hear where what the future holds with communication when it comes to content creators and it just comes to community in itself and also the fact that joe is gonna try to start streaming himself and have a one-on-one like very loose like moment where he could talk to people on youtube or on twitch or whatever and just talk to the community community and play the game you know and see what people how people are feeling with the game yeah let's
0: let's talk So we're kind of, we're working through the video a little bit. So, yeah, he does talk about the comms in the video, how they're going to talk more, as you were saying. And the streaming, man, that's some balls, dude. That fucking guy's got watermelon-sized cojones (laughs) to fucking stream on whatever streaming platform he's going to do, probably Twitch, because the internet's a hell of a place. As we
1: all know. Dude.
0: That guy, he's he's gonna he's gonna get shredded, I feel like. And there's gonna be a lot of bad eggs. They're gonna come in. There's not gonna be a lot. I well, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. <laughs> Cause you don't know until you know, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But they're the cojones, man. That that takes some fucking guts to be the, the head guy at Destiny and your game's already kinda in hot water as it is and you're gonna start streaming <laughs> like you better, you got to have some thick skin there, buddy. are the best mods that money can buy? Yeah.
1: I mean, unfortunately with where the state of the game is at right now and where it's been for the last, since the beginning, or like the drop of Lightfall, it, it's come down to that point, to that, like him having to do that action, you know, and proceed forward with that. And if that's what it takes to really like get down to like, all right, what the hell is going on with our game and where are we losing touch with what we used to be to now? If that's what it takes, fucking bite the bullet, fucking push through the storm and take it. And maybe he'll come out the other side, like completely revitalize him with a different, like, outlook on it and be like, holy shit, all right, this is where we're at, guys. And he could address it to his team, you know? So, and, but you're right. I mean, even if he decides to play with, like, the biggest content creators for Destiny, like, the, you know, Grenadier Jake and, And and Cross and whoever else, like it's going to be funny to see him interacting with them and try to play PvP and shit like that at their caliber. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But so it's, you know, some of it is like it felt like the community was kind of piling on for a while there. It was rough watching everybody complain all the time, always about every little thing. Like, for example, like they announced they're going to not support Gambit as much. And then all of a sudden, everybody's coming out of the woodwork like they were some sort of Gambit main going into mm-hmm. this. And Daddle <laughs> released the video and that's where I am getting a lot of this from. But it's like he hit the nail on the head. Like where, like why, why the outrage? Why the outrage that they're dropping Gambit to focus on other things? I'm okay with that. I want them to focus on PvP and PvE and not waste any more time or energy or developers or anybody's like i feel terrible for the poor guy that's got to like try and fix gambit if that's what they were going to try and do (laughs) like i don't there's no solution it's kind of like just it is what it is it's fine it's not going away it's just not gonna we're not gonna get new maps and for the eight guys that play it on a regular basis against each other apparently fine I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the game isn't that great for you anymore, but this is where we're at. This is what the community wants. So when everybody starts complaining about it, it's like, okay, now we're starting to pile on. Now we're starting to nitpick. This is getting out of hand. Like, everybody can accept the game is not in a great place. However, don't act like you gave a shit about Gambit. Exactly. Nobody fucking cared about it. Yeah. I mean, those yeah.
1: are the... The keyboard ninjas, you know, trying to talk shit and jump on a bandwagon of like, all right, this is what's trending now. So now I got to put my two cents in on it and get the fucking clickbait and all that shit. And I agree with you. Like, I love Gambit. I do. I wouldn't say I'm a Gambit main, but, you know, that could be said for anything. Like, people always come out of the woodwork when something is being taken away that they've hardly played in, in certain games. You know, like Gambit. Gambit, when it came out, what, four or five years ago? It was exciting. It was a cool new game mode. It took for about a year, and within that, it died out. At that point, they tried to right the way. It didn't work. They've tried multiple times. It's not working. Alright, cut off the fat. We don't need that. We don't need it anymore, and I'm glad that they're kind of addressing that. Like, yeah, we're just gonna... It's gonna be there. We're not gonna take content away from you guys anymore, because sunsetting obviously didn't work, and that put them in hot water. So we're not gonna take content away from you, but we're also not gonna support it, because... We'd rather put our resources into something that is more popular. Hence, PVP. That's where it should go, and I comp- I think that is the right approach. Like address that, man, because you have a way bigger PVP community, not a PVE VP community. So it's like PVE PVP should be your main focus. Those are the origins of Destiny. That's where you should be putting all your resources into, especially now that your team is kind of probably being cut to go focus on your next IP. Just address that. Like, let gambit exist in its own realm, be it what it is.
0: Yeah, you're we're we're pissing off the tens of listeners that. that. <laughs> hey
2: man, there's moments. I love
1: gambit too because there's moments we all pop off, and it's a yeah, fun.
0: it's a it's a hit and miss, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Very
2: fleeting high.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's something that I I would base my playing this game around. So.
1: I absolutely agreed you know we all when we started playing this game i mean when destiny 2 launched it was a pve game with pvp capabilities and then pvp grew and then eventually they added something that they thought would be cool and it did it catched for a bit and then it teetered off and that's it nobody cared about it all right the experiment worked for a bit and now it doesn't so that's fine it is where it is what it is now at this point and we could just move on from it but yeah you're right Keyboard fucking ninjas, weekend warriors come out the woodwork and they just want to talk shit and jump on the bandwagon.
0: The six people that play Gambit. <laughs> but um, so back back to the video. We we kinda went off on a side tangent there a little bit on Gambit State. Uh, so he kinda he, he put it in four little motions and we, we already kinda went over comms and how he's gonna be streaming and all that stuff. But he talked about the reveal coming next week. So that's that's Tuesday right yeah. tuesday tuesday we got the the reveal coming yeah uh, he, so he want
1: Does that so is that reveal okay that's going to be the showcase for final shape as well as the new season that's coming up
0: yes yeah. so okay. so as he said the the reveal trailer that's going to be coming i think they said it's going to be about 45 minutes so it's going to be it's going to be a little long one but yeah it's going to do the the new raid the new reprise raid the um, The intro to the season, and then you know we're going to learn about final shape. We're going to get some some meaty cinematics for and talking about the final shape. He he already said he made it clear in the video that not expect it as to be a reaction to the state of the game. Um, He said it was recorded a while ago, so it could have been recorded two months ago. We don't know. Yeah, he did and, mention he had a mustache. Yeah, he mentioned he had a mustache. So, mustache <laughs> rides for Joe Blackburn. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh,
0: Maybe off knowing,
1: like, oh shit, I gotta do something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he, is, is, he was <laughs> looking extra rapey. Yeah.
0: Dude, uh, with that clean upper lip. And he wanted to clarify in the video that it was made for a broader audience, not for a hardcore audience more. So it's not made for guys like us that play the game all the time that make a podcast about the game that watch videos about this game pretty regularly. It's made to to stir up investment, right? It's going to be something that's going to show off all the flashy lights and the shiny baubles to get new people into the game.
1: Which is what a business of that magnitude would be doing and should be doing. And especially when you have a backer like Sony, I'm sure Sony is gonna want that. Like, this is what we want from you too, you know? Even though Sony, like you mentioned earlier, probably doesn't have like controlling aspect when it comes to creative side, but still, you know, they're still their main owner and proprietor now. Yeah. all still funnels through Sony and they're the ones throwing down the money now.
0: It's a business game. Respects game, man. I understand. You want to drive. You want to get pre sales. You want to make the flashiest trailer that you possibly can. Yeah. Um, but he did mention that afterwards, himself and I can't remember the other name, but himself, they and another guy are going to be on set just answering questions like dot and tees and crossing eyes. Okay. Of all the questions.
1: I mean, they kind of did that for Lightfall too, didn't they? yeah live. yeah
0: they did they they kind of hung around for a little bit and, and answered yeah. some so they just had some general faqs but he did mention about a zero rework rework that's going to be coming down the line and the hud rework um he said those aren't going to be in there and they might talk a little bit about the future of the live service and how it's going to work go post final shape cool
1: Cool. Yeah, because I mean, when they did show off the roadmap two years ago, there was redacted information after Final Shapes year or two. So they still had an arrow pointing like all oh, redacted content. So who knows what it can
0: be? Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see you on Tuesday, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah. And then he went into the chunkiest part of his video, which was about PvP. Which is it was a it was a hopeful moment for me because I I really enjoy the PVP in this game. It's probably the only thing that can brings me back for the most part because PVE in this is just kind of it's more of the same. Like it's it's entertaining, but it's not challenging anymore. Um, he says they're releasing a PVP pack pack next year, free for everybody, because they they kind of complained about the whole community is upset there's not enough new pvp maps coming and it's really hard if they only do one map a year because it has to be good at everything or it can't be good at one thing it has to be mediocre at everything so then we get shit like disjunction which is fucking horrible oh god yeah so hopefully this map pack will
1: make it better and I, I do like the fact that they are getting rid of Rift.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that was
1: a good announcement.
0: Yeah, uh, they're switching yeah. out comp modes. That was that was the big one. Taking out Rift, and they're going to be putting Countdown in there, I believe. Yeah, is it count? Yeah, is- yeah, Countdown. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Countdown Rush. They're going to be putting that in there. Uh, they said they're going to forego a lot of the Crucible Labs that they've been doing and just get the new modes into the core playlist, which is, I think, a bonus. I don't I don't know. I, The party games aren't really enjoyable for me at this point. They're just kind of... There's an air to there, be there.
1: Dude, um, there was
0: the, the, the one mode
1: that I've been fucking begging for. They're finally dropping it on us. And when he said <laughs> it, dude, I was... Like floating in my chair, my office chair at work, and I didn't even realize it, dude. I was on Scott Cloud Nine, man. When he said a no fucking ability mode, I'm like that's it, you little fucks,
0: you're all dying now. Now we're gonna yeah, see this- it's gonna be a more of a gunplay mode. The uh, <laughs> what the hell did they call it? checkmate? Checkmate is gonna be a modifier that they put in there where you have more shields, and it's gonna be more of a Gunplay mode. I think there's still abilities. No,
1: no. He said no abilities. It said no abilities. Just gunplay mode. It's no abilities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I, trust me, that was the one thing that stood out to me like huge because I always say it, I've always I've mentioned it so many times, like man, that's all I just wish they had this mode. Like how hard is it to just hit the button, turn off abilities? That's it. You don't need anything else.
0: And they're finally fucking doing it. Yeah, I hope it. It it, honestly, it sounds like momentum control with more shots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with just doing gunplay because
1: that's one thing. Is like for me, I've always like I've always questioned. I'm like, man, this game uh, rallies on how awesome its gunplay is, and we all agree. Yes, its gunplay is amazing. It's some of the best gunplay mechanics in gaming right now. And as shitty as a game can get. We all come back to it because nothing feels as good as Destiny when you're running around popping heads off from from 30 feet in the air with a sniper rifle, shooting rockets. Whoa, whoa, away. whoa, whoa, whoa. No yeah. one's
0: sniping 30 feet in the air anymore. Aerial effectiveness has made that a, a non-point. No one's doing that shit. Maybe in Halo. They did that in Halo. <laughs>
1: I, I could still pop off some pretty good shots in Pv. I'm not a PvP player. I leave that up to you, but that is really Oh like, dude,
0: you watch. ain't you ain't yeah. fucking hit shit in the air. <laughs> you might yeah. hit a body shot, but you're not getting a 360 headshot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's just like I've always been one like I wanna just see I want to test my metal against people with just guns, man. I don't want to fucking see these campers that wait around the corner or guys that go in viz, and then they fucking walk up behind me. You don't hear footsteps. Then they fucking shoot me in the ass. So annoying. <laughs> I just want cool gunplay, and that's it. Um, and it's nice that we're just going to get that mode. Even if it's for a year, like, cool, man. Whatever. I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah. They're also taking a pass at the point system in competitive because it's kind of all over the place now where you can get 300 points one match, but then 10 points the next match. Doesn't really make sense. They're looking into it. They didn't really he didn't go too much in detail on that.
1: Or you win one and you get like 100 points, but if you lose one, you lose like 500. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And they're making a PVP strike team, which was the biggest kind of news out of this whole thing. I mean, the PVP map pack was cool, but the PVP strike team was kind of the biggest thing. And he just said that it's going to be a group of guys that are just going to be focused on PVP. And they're going to really tackle a lot of, hopefully tackle a lot of like community concerns with PVP and just try to get it into a better place.
1: And it's good. I mean, a game of this magnitude you would, you would think would have a dedicated team, development team, just for the PvP aspect of it. And clearly with him saying that, it seems like it's been revealed that they haven't had that in a while, probably. So um, they probably had to spread out their resources. And you got to remember, too, with, with um, what the hell is the name of the new IP that's coming out? Marathon marathon and that being a strictly pve vp game maybe they're a lot of their top pvp developers probably got pushed over to that game already you know those games are in development years in advance before we 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 think like yeah they announced it this year but that game's been in the works for i guarantee two to three years man
0: oh probably more than that for sure yeah
1: yeah with the company of the caliber of, of bungie that game's been in the works for a while so um yeah that that kind of falls into, for me into like the line of like transparency and it was nice that he addressed that like all right you guys are getting a core team that's going to just focus on your needs and your wishes and what you guys I think you guys deserve that so
0: but I cool. don't I don't think it's gonna be a permanent team to be honest because he said that he did they did the same thing um, around curse of Osiris I believe they made a P, like a, a game engagement team and that team did a bunch of stuff but he didn't say that team stayed. So it might just be a a strike team. like Literally come in, fuck some shit up, and leave. Do you know what I mean? Because they're taking these resources from other things that make money. And they're going to take these people to shut up the PvP community. And the PvP side just doesn't make money. So it's going to be hard to put a lot of time and effort into this if they're not going to see a return on it. Other than just the happiness Of their community but the happiness doesn't make money and we know those those top guys on cocaine mountain they, they want to keep it high
2: yeah it's the equivalent of you know hooking up a defibrillator to somebody's chest and shocking life back into their system like i feel like that's more what that is
0: yeah
1: I don't know. I mean, with the release of a map pack, they're going to need a team, a core team that's going to have to be on standby to make sure everything releases well. Um, I don't know. I I hope you guys, and you know, I'm not a PvP player myself, so like I really have no like stake in this at all, but I really do hope that that's not the case and you guys do get a core team, even if the core team... revolves around five people you know it's not like they're building playlists or game modes fully now the game is already there it's structured now it's just maintaining and addressing feedback from the community as it trickles down the pipeline so you could use five to ten people that's it you don't need anything else unless there's a major upgrade or an update being rolled out into that game mode then yeah you 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 kind of third party a lot of those resources and what needs to be made to other companies or another branch of your your company but I really hope that they keep like five or ten core people on on that for you guys
0: yeah well we'll see uh, again I like this video but as a realist you kind of like I, I take it as it's a here's some ice cream go go do something else for a while you're not going to get the ice cream again. You're not always going to get ice cream. They're going to release a map pack next year. They're going to make a PvP strike team. Is this going to continue? We don't know that for sure. It's literally, it just feels like the toddler's crying. Just go do something to quiet the toddler down and hopefully he doesn't cry again.
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole thing could have just been also like, oh shit, we have a new season start next week. We kind of got to like put these fires out right now. So yeah. let me this video, so, and I hope I really do. I, I have faith and hope that it, it, that wasn't the action of why they, he decided to do this video, but um, you know, I'm still a player in the game. I'm still invested in destiny. I'm still a huge fan of it. I just wanted to see it kind of like get out of the muck that it's in right now.
0: Yeah. I, I hope it gets out of the mug, but again, on the realist side, there's two sides to every coin. So you hope that this is a good, good thing that everything coming out of this is going to last a long time but realistically it might not it might just be here's a sucker go on your way
1: yeah yeah i feel you i mean because they are a growing company and they're for i think we've all been spoiled with the fact that bungie only had one ip after they got rid of halo uh and that was destiny and we For 10 years almost, we've only known Bungie to be the Destiny development team, and now that they have multiple IPs brewing, I think it's something that we all got to get used to, too, now that that Bungie's a powerhouse. You know, they they can be a Blizzard, they can be an EA, and Activision, not that I want them to be evil, but that they could be at that level where they are developing multiple games on their platform, or at least from their development house, so... And I think that's something we're all we're not used to. We all gotta get accustomed to, and eventually we will be used to the fact that, all right, Bungie has multiple games; they're good games. Uh, they tend to have their issues here and there, but you know they're gonna address them, they're gonna fix them. And I, I, you know, on Bungie's side to defend them too, like it's this is a change, a major change for them too. You know, having multi, multiple IPs in development, like how do you? branch out your resources how do you bring your a team your a core team that has been focusing on destiny to to matter or the other game that they're working on that's still secret so it's a balancing act and I think they're getting there they have to kind of grow with it and evolve with it just as much as we do as the community and the people who are playing the game
0: yeah we'll see we'll see what happens for sure yeah um they talked about armor or he talked about armor and he explained that they messed up that they didn't tell us that they're not focusing on ritual armor anymore because they want the aspirational stuff being like the raid and dungeon and trials armor to be way better looking so they focus more of their time on those ones and the eververse store ones and then the narrative ones, they wanted to make sure those were all good. And they just kind of didn't tell us that, by the way, we're not going to really touch ritual armor. <laughs> so, <laughs> surprise, apology, here's your ice cream. We're going to give you uh, Eververse armor as the next ritual set. So, yeah, I guess that's not bad.
1: It's not, but once again, like, I hope the Eververse armor they do give us isn't some like cheap. Copy pasta of ritual armors that we already had in the past, and then all they did
0: was change the shader color, something like that. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I hope th- it is one. Again, of it's
2: thought. all
0: we'll see. Shit, but yeah. the further along and the closer to final shape we get, the more it makes it. It feels like final shape can be like it, it's going to be that that long goodbye. I feel like a lot of people are going to have a clean break after the light and darkness saga. And it almost seems like Bungie is laying that groundwork to be able to be, Hey, you know what? Thanks for sticking it out for 10 years. You don't really have to stick it out any longer. If you don't want to, good luck. You could we still got a game here, but you can move on.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I mean, many games that are life service, they've gone through that, you know, they still survived. Maybe not with the player base that they used to when they were at their peak, but they're still around.
0: Yeah. You got any, anything to add on that JP or doom? Anything to add on that doom? God.
2: <laughs> we can edit that. Yeah, we uh, can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it was what we needed. The addressing of the state of not just the game but the community. I, like I said before, I don't have much to add. I suppose I've, I'm cautiously optimistic the way I always am with this game, but, you know, time will tell. I'm, you know, don't get your hopes up too much because this game has a way of letting you down, but low expectations and such because then you get pleasantly surprised if it blows you out of the water. And at this point, you know, I've been taking a break. Same with you, Lich. We've been Kind of hands off for the game for a couple of weeks now. Crim's still going strong, holding down the fort, but yeah. it's uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for Final Shape still. It's not it's not like I'm not gonna do it. I there to touch on a phenomena going on in the community right now. I will also not be pre-ordering uh, Final Shape. I don't think the company. Bungie has earned my pre-order and I'm not going to spend the extra money to potentially piss it away and be let down again. So, you know, optimism, but also not jumping right in and just saying like, yeah, you know, take my money. You you guys have been great. This video is awesome. Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw money at a company that I don't think deserves it right now. And, they're making moves in the right direction, yeah, but they're not there yet, so time will tell. hmm I
1: respect that sentiment, and I'm in the same boat with you. Um, I didn't even... I technically didn't pre-order Lightfall until, like, two or three weeks before the release of Lightfall, and even at that, like, yeah, it kind of hurt after playing the Lightfall campaign and kind of was a bust, but at the end of the day, I... I, I'm one that I know I'm gonna play the game year round so eventually I'm gonna buy maybe the, the I, I won't pre-order but I'll, I'll eventually buy a bundle where they will just give me all the season passes and all that stuff but yeah
0: yeah see I won't even I'm not even gonna do that I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass that I did the the whole year pre-order for the seasons because this I yeah <laughs> it's getting to yeah. that point.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we wait for the showcase and I mean I swear to god one person says puka pond and I'm out. So <laughs> I'm
0: out, puka pond, I'm out. Yeah. No, I, I already feel like this showcase is gonna lie heavy, heavy on Cade Six. Yeah, I think he's he gonna is. be a real big point of this, and he's gonna he's just gonna be the member berries of this <laughs> fucking expansion. You remember, remember, K6? Well, K6 is gonna be here, and they're—I think they're just gonna force him down our throat to make people be like, "Well, there's gonna be a lot of K. Let's—we gotta buy this."
1: Yeah, it's the nostalgia approach that they're gonna really be leaning on, and even people who haven't played the game in forever, who did play the game back in the day in D1 or beginning of D2, they're gonna—they're gonna come back, and you know, they're gonna draw those people, and even if it's only momentarily they're still going to grab him for that at least that first season, but let's hope it's not, the, uh, let's hope it's not the basket. They put their eggs in, you know, the whole thing. In so,
2: Hey man, if we get Nathan Fillion, uh, Kate six, and then some Keith, David Zavala, I'm in like, well, uh, Nathan is
1: a, yeah, it's official. He is coming back to reprise this role. It's not uh Nolan North.
2: Yeah, no, that's yep. what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh okay, those, okay. Are, those are both good things. Uh, I think the announcement of Keith David taking on the role uh, left by Lance Riddick is a great move. It's another iconic voice that sounds very similar to Lance Riddick's voice. And I think he'll do the character very well. I thought it was a a great choice.
1: Yeah, that was definitely something that caught me out of left field, man. That was I don't think anyone was prepared for that. It was such a random announcement, but such a good announcement as well. And heartwarming and like brought excitement to the community, to a lot of people. And they were like really, really stoked and pumped. And uh, in a way too, they, 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 they they they're really happy that Bungie took the time to really find a care, an actor that's going to reprise a role respectfully and, Without diminishing the character of Zavala, you know, and what Lance did for that character as well, yeah, that's a hard thing to do, man. And you know, hats off to them because after they announced Keith David, I was like, holy fuck, that is perfect, and especially because he was Arbiter in Halo. It's like, dude, this is perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear him. Did you get? It was what's on top? The beans of the Frank. <laughs> I still
2: remember him from the Navy commercials when he was recruiting oh, people man. to join the Navy. So, Oh,
0: yeah. I've the beans over the Frank.
2: <laughs> what are we looking at
0: here, boy? <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, man. But you know, speaking of beans above the Franks, that's, that's a great segue into our next topic about Baldar's gate three versus developers and this is kind of like a, a topical topical topic if you will topical uh, topic. <laughs> sounds That's like <laughs> sounds like an ointment you rub on your ass when you have a rash <laughs> um it so it all kind of sparked from july a Ju- july 8th tweet or X. I don't, I don't. I'm still not going to figure out what the fuck we call these things. Twitter just um, Xers. Twitter no, just called
1: tweets. <laughs> man. Guess some people <laughs> call twabs twabs. They don't call them twids. dude. Uh, <laughs> it's so man. weird to say twid.
0: Ah, uh, dude. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there was a tweet from a Zavalier. I'm gonna. I've just destroyed that name, Nelson Jr. And he just kind of went in. On saying, you know, Baldur's Gate three is is good, but you shouldn't expect it to be. It shouldn't be raising the standards of RPGs going forward. That this is an anomaly, and we shouldn't we shouldn't hold our game developers to this point. And, and I'm I'm paraphrasing a lot. He does have a big big tweet thread about this and it goes into a bit more detail but a lot of developers around the community took this and ran with it and pretty much said yeah you can't expect this to raise the standards we're not raising any standards we can barely meet the standards we get to now like why do you expect us to raise standards which is so shitty to think about Mm -hmm. it because there's like major developers from a lot of like Blizzard, Bungie, and all these other ones that are like, yeah, don't don't think this is gonna raise our standards. Like that's kind of shitty. That's that's pretty shitty to to come out and just say that to everybody from the get go.
1: Well, just showing their true colors of what they're really trying to do, and it's just they're money hungry businesses and. It's like, hey, we just need to put the content out there at a faster pace, you know, and it seems like every year games are being developed faster and faster and faster. And we forget the people and the artists that are behind the the creation of these games. A lot of this is happening right now in gaming, in movie, Uh, VFX artists, first time ever, they've unionized or they're trying to unionize because VFX artists in movies don't have any... They're not protected and companies could have them working 10, 12, 20 hours a day trying to pump shit out for Marvel. And same thing for video game developers or people who are in the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to video cre- game creation, man. Like that take that shit takes a toll on you mentally, physically, you know, it's very strenuous. And there's also no security when it comes to that type of work. So you could you could be a very dedicated, humble worker just for a video game developer to just shit on you and say, now you're gone. We've already produced this game, and then on top of that, the game turns out to be a cyberpunk or or a red or a Redfall, dude. Redfall. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, what I have a Redfall that comes that's coming from Microsoft. Like,
0: holy shit, man. Yeah, so, I, I do know a little bit the little bit of the story about Redfall was that they initially the game was going to be a single player experience, like it wasn't going to be a multiplayer thing. But then the the higher ups kind of came in before they were like just as they were acquired by Microsoft or after and the higher ups came in, not Microsoft, whoever the company was that had Redfall and Mm -hmm. said, no, this needs to be an online multiplayer game with live service like you guys need to retool everything in this game and make it like this, because this is going to make us more money.
1: Yeah, and the people who made Redfall, they're behind the games games such as Dishonored. They're known for doing single-player games. Yeah. Like, they did Prey, was great. Dishonored was good. Like, those games were awesome. And I now that you're telling me that, because I didn't know that, um, I could see that. I could see that. Like, they probably developed that game to be a single-player experience, and because of the whole multiplayer aspect, which that in itself is a huge undertaking, man, to implement multiplayer aspects into a game. Like, yeah, yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks. That put a, that tarnished their name too. So hopefully they could uh, come back from that, which they will, you know, with the back of Microsoft.
0: But yeah, again, like the point is, is a lot of people are like pushing back against, the, the, we can't make games. We can't have our games at this standard. Now, to to put into perspective how big of a success Baldur's Gate 3 is right now, I've been playing it. I fucking love it. I'm like 20 hours in, if it wasn't for this podcast, I'd probably be playing it right now. <laughs> there was more concurrent players on the second week on Steam than there were the first week. There was 875,000 people playing this game on the second weekend on steam which is fucking nuts because that is the ninth highest in all of steam of concurrent players of all time the ninth highest played game on steam and it was only out for two weeks it is also the highest rated game of 2023 with 42 reviews and number nine of all time on metacritic but I mean, we got to take that with a grain of salt because they have Grand Theft Auto 5 on there three times for three different fucking uh, consoles and GTA fours on there twice. So it kind of skews the numbers a little bit.
1: And those numbers could change too on Metacritic really quick, as we saw yeah. with, Diab- with Diablo, the way it Oh, launched, for sure. And, and then it fucking took a plummet.
0: And, and and this is all without microtransaction it's not a live service when when the developer larian was asked about are there going to be microtransaction they just said no <laughs> they didn't they didn't <laughs> like elaborate on it or anything they just said no which it, you don't get these kinds of games anymore it's just we a quality know. game with a deep story it has 17,000 different endings. You can finish this game 17,000 different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how deep this fucking game is. It, it's it's it is the new standard, I believe, for RPGs going forward.
1: Well, it's what uh it's the Elden Ring effect again. Last year with uh, from software dropping Elden Ring and proving to these huge developers like oh no we have to do online service that's the only way we could stay afloat that's the only way this game benefits and we could keep on creating residual income for our company to give you guys better games no you don't you know it's all bullshit and we've been hypnotized to believe that's the way the industry works now because that's been such a common like take on gaming now for the last decade you know like oh you need a battle pass oh uh, you need battle pass you need online always service games you need to have Uh, microtransactions built in your games for it to survive and that's become the norm and we've subconsciously we've gotten used to that and we think now we we look at it on the reverse side light games like elden ring and for you boulders gate there's there aren't microtransactions there aren't battle passes and now we're like Where's the battle pass? Where's the where's the microphone? Yeah. It's kind of a backwards. <laughs> what am I grinding for? What what do I gotta
0: play this game for?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the funny irony in that, man. You're like, holy fuck, you realize the grasp that, that those bullshit tactics had on us, and they still have on us, and it's hard for us to let go. And yeah, it's such a cop-out that these these game developers respond like that, saying that they can't produce games of that magnitude, like Boulder's Gate. And, and Elden Ring and God of War without having all these little bullshit systems where they're just picking in your pocket again over and over and over and over again and using and having to use the excuse of like, oh, that's how we stay afloat. That's how we create residual income to be able to provide these things for you. Well, you wouldn't need to keep on fucking putting your hand in my pocket if you didn't add those, those small things ornaments whatever you want to add in there you know just give me a solid game from the get-go and i'm happy with that
0: yeah and that's that's just on steam like it's still coming to playstation 5 and eventually the xbox like this game is probably going to go down as one of the the best rpgs and probably in the past 10 years like it is just way outperforming at what anybody thought it would
1: yeah yeah i love that this is as, as funny as it's been like i don't think we've realized the impact single player games have had this year on everyone man it it has been a monster year for seeing the single player experience and i think you know i, I lean a lot of that on what god of war and Froms and elden ring and even stray what those games did last year for people reminding people like hey Y'all don't need to keep on coughing money out to these companies or to us. Like we made a solid game because we're proud and honored to be able to provide this, this game for you guys. And this is our name. We want to give you a solid experience.
2: So, I mean, some of this is on game developers and, you know, I will say some of this is on us as, uh, the gaming community. We're, we're used to this like instant gratification or like, we get a new Call of Duty every year and it was, you know, it's odd when we don't get a new one or uh, even to kind of say destiny, like we get these major expansions and seasons and, you know, obviously we're, we're pretty tired of the model. It's not to say that, you know, this is the acceptable way for us to do this, but, uh, you know, we're used to this instant gratification. I know that one of the biggest complaints about Baldur's Gate 3 was that it was in development for six years and it was in early access for almost three. But it's like, that's... Like, look at the result. Like you said, there's 800,000 concurrent players right now. That's that's a almost, wild...
0: Almost nine, dude, which is crazy.
2: Yeah, that's a wild number. And I get it. There, like, I've looked through... Uh, like Baldur's Gate three uh, Reddit threads, and there are, there's just endless threads about like, is this game ever going to release? Like, what's going on? I'm getting sick and tired of playing this this area, and it, it's like, I like I. It creates a sense of unease when you're playing early access, and it just feels like the game is never going to come out. Like I like it's got to be a little nerve wracking. Like oh man, like this is. This is a lot of fun. I want the full version of this. But like that's kind of what it takes now. And sometimes as a community, we all need to be like, all right, like let's let's just let this be in development. I it's it's a big ask. I I, I know nothing's going to change, but still it's like I try to not get overly hyped about stuff. I've said it before. I, I just, you know, it's it makes it so it gets you get let down by stuff. It's what I I did with Cyberpunk. I didn't get overly hyped. I was super excited for it. I pre-ordered it. And I played the game all the way through without reading a single review about the game. And after I was done, I, you know, sit back. I'm like, man, that was a that was a really fun game. What does everybody else think? And it was like peering into a dumpster filled with shit. Everybody was just. <laughs> ranting and raving about what a terrible fucking game it was. And I like, all I could think was, man, I'm really glad I didn't get my opinion of this game ruined by reading about what everybody else had to say about it. Cause I loved it. Yeah. There were bugs, but when I look back on it right now, I don't think of them. I think of like, wasn't it cool as shit when you did this thing or like, weren't there so many cool characters and now it's in a better state. And You know, CD Projekt Red did drop the ball with that release. That's kind of, you know, something that we are arguing against. Like we don't want those kind of releases. But at the same time, like I like, I like it's it's like a tightrope walk. You get these developers that are beholden to these bigger companies that are beholden to shareholders. So there's a lot of pressure coming down from the top, but there's also pressure coming from the bottom where everybody's like, you know, we want this game. You got like, you promised us this game. So it's like, like I feel for the developers, but at the same time to just say, this is, this shouldn't be, you shouldn't have raised expectations for games in the future. That's a wild take. That's, <laughs> that's so crazy to say that. If your response when a game that gets released that, like you said, Lich, is probably going to go down as one of the top RPGs released in the last 10 years and your knee-jerk reaction is to say, yes, but. And then to, like, do damage control for whatever project you're working on, that's – it's not a good look. It's a a really, really bad take to – or stance to take – as a developer. Mm.
0: Yeah. And in in the tweet, he does say that he did, he's really excited with what Baldur Gate turned into. He just kind of talks more about like, they had a lot of advantages, blah, 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 like the long dev cycle and this and that. And you shouldn't expect every RPG to be like this because now you're just ensuring that all of your favorite creators are going to be let you down. and They're not going to make something like this because they're not going to make a Baldur's Gate, which is like it seems like a cop out. At the end yeah. of the day, it's like it instead of saying we're not going to be able to replicate this, I get it. You're not going to be able to to make a Baldur Gate three. You're not going to be able to to make an Elden Ring. It, you should find what they did right. And try to replicate that. Find the aspects that what we really enjoyed about this and and take that and and run with it. You know? Yeah.
2: And I mean I feel like the gaming industry needs more of these moonshots. Like that's like I don't know if anybody's familiar with the term, but it's like, you know, in the sixties when Kennedy announced that we were gonna go to the moon. Like, that's a big thing to declare On a very public stage, like worldwide, say like, hey, we're going to go to the moon. So to make those kind of claims, like we're going to make a Baldur's Gate 3 and like, you know, their very public attempt at making what it is now and how great it turned out. That's awesome. But like not like you're saying, not every ambitious attempt is going to succeed. There's going to be people that that promise you the world and then just under deliver and it, it just falls flat. And that's okay if the community accepts that, but they you know, a lot of times they don't. There's a lot of pushback, a lot of you know, you know how the internet gets. It just it's nasty. But like I like these ambitious attempts at making games that are good. Like at their core, they're good. It's not like, you know, all the games it was okay, but boy, did it look great? Like how many times have you heard that about a game? Who (laughs) cares? I don't give a shit. If it looks like I I still go play age of empires. It's not good. It's not that it's got this like crazy awesome story, but it's like, it's fun. It's nostalgic, but like, I don't know. I like, I love ambitious attempts at creating something that is new and exciting and, and, and stirs up the community gets a, a fervor going. Like, you know, I it, it should light a fire under some of these developers' asses. It really should. Well, I'm glad that we're at a point right now with the state
1: of gaming and a lot of AAA games coming out of the fucking the line and then they're like falling flat on their face because games such as even you played it yourself, a uh, lich Jedi survivor in the first two weeks, that shit was a glitch fest and they even had to send out a public apology as well. You know, and that's EA. Um, and the first game was great and they even, you know, they're, they're guilty of it as well. And I think one thing that the gaming community or just a gaming world has suffered from is disconnection from what? what is the core basis of a game and what it's supposed to do to the, the, the consumer, what it's supposed to do for you, you know, the fun in it, uh, being able to separate yourself and disconnect from the real world and just have a good time with something that you've purchased and just purchasing, being able to know that you're going to purchase an item that is fully developed and you're getting your money's worth. And I think we also forget that, you know, escalation, is something that we don't put into account when it comes to these games, man. Um, And to, like, kind of touch base on what you said earlier, um, JP, or Doom, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, I think us as a community, we could sit back, man, and let these fucking people breathe and create a good solid game for us and stop being harassing developers and gaming, gaming businesses and pushing them, like, oh, we want the next iteration of this. When's it coming out? We're tired of waiting. We're tired of waiting. We support you. Like, all this shit happens, man. But we forget, like, Escalation exists with newer systems, newer consoles, next-gen shit, next-gen hardware, next-gen gaming. A lot of these games, man, they take a lot to do and process and create. You know, Elden Ring was in development for almost 10 years, man. That shit was in development when Dark Souls 3 dropped like this did, didn't just happen within a year like this takes time man and uh, we forget that with the growth of our technology also comes the growth of the the content that is being produced for that tech and it's a hard thing to have to deal with man and these 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 game developers they're trying their best but that doesn't still justify them to be like all right now you can't expect that from us because we're just not going to be able to meet those standards at all times and like, that's not a, that's a shitty answer because your industry has created that and the industry is it's, it's all run based on capitalism. You know, let's try to make as much money, uh, as quickly as we can. And then barf out the next iteration and hence call of duty, you know, even call of duty modern warfare three got announced and everyone's stoked for that. But a lot of it's going to just be the same rehash shit. That was modern warfare two.
0: So. Yeah, and um, we t- we talked about this earlier with sports games. Like, yeah, uh, they they fucking spewing those bad boys out every year, and a lot of it is copy paste.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it really is, and and yeah, we we're just as responsible as as much as the like, game developers are, you know. But you know, it's it's kind of uh, attributed to the way the industry has grown, and and if you really think about it, in the last decade, gaming has blown up, and to it's it's a monster of its own kind you know like who would have thought that gaming would be a billion dollar industry easily Oh, a billion dollar industry um and with the growth of hardware technology and all that stuff you know we i think it's i think we should take a step back as gamers as fans of this hobby and let these developers give us the chance to create
0: better content well, Wait. it's just we gotta we gotta speak with our wallets, right? Is you just we just can't buy every shit sandwich that keeps coming out. Agreed. Agreed. But this I... one's this one's got tomatoes, lettuce, and mayonnaise on it. It's not just your regular shit sandwich. We we jazzed <laughs> it up a little bit. It, you just we gotta buy with our wallets, especially at this point when all these big developers are. Increasing the price of games. They, they're going to sell us $70 games, but they're still going to be shit. So it's like, I'm not going to buy a $70 game unless I know I'm going to get $70 worth of entertainment out of it. Yes, I completely agree with you.
1: Like, that's why I don't support Call of Duty. Yes, I am guilty of buying Modern Warfare 2, but that's the first Call of Duty game I bought in seven years. Like, I held out, and the only reason I got it is because I loved Modern Warfare two. But it was after I played the new version of it; it was a departure of the original that I have fun with the game. Yeah, I played it for two months. After that, it's deleted. I don't play it anymore because it's still going to be the same exact loophole uh, that Call of Duty has been doing with their games. And you know, I'm not going to get the third one. And if I do get it, it'll probably be a gift to me or something during the holiday season, or I'll find it for ten bucks. Like I don't really care about those games. I, I I think with everything that's happened with Destiny the last six months, it has opened up all of our eyes to what is out there again and falling back into the single-player experiences has been like a breath of fresh air and I think everyone has seen that now and it couldn't have come at a better time, you know, we're in where like live service games and multiplayer games are in sort of in a bad state right now all of a sudden, single-player games, indie games too,
0: man. Indie games are fantastic. I love playing indie Yeah, games they've course. always been there. Indie games have always been pushing forward on shit. For yeah, sure, man.
1: And it's much respect to those developers for doing what they're doing. And I, we know someone right now too who's creating a game. And I'm seeing it behind closed doors, I, you know, how difficult it is to make a fucking game, man. This shit is not easy. So, um. It's just nice to be able to like kind of departure, have a little bit departure from these multiplayer online service games to fall back into these single player experiences, and especially games like Baldur's Gate or or Elden Ring or the upcoming Armor Core Six. You know, like man, that's going to be a solid game. That's going to be hundreds of hours of gaming fun for
0: everyone. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, it's more of the story. Baldur's Gate Three, great game, great developers. They even pushed forward the release by a month because they knew people were going to be playing Starfield. They So they released a month early on PC to just give people time to play Baldur's Gate before Starfield came out, which I think is, is pretty stand-up, if you ask me. Yeah, that's respect, man. Don't step on each other's toes. That's respectful. Yeah. But I know... Moving forward, you you had a little bit of news about the Linus Tech Tips, huh?
1: Yeah, if, uh, for those of you who are like our tech heads who are listening, like, yeah, we've uh, if you have been following what's going on right now with uh, one of the bigger YouTube uh, Godfathers, you know, create content creators out there, they're kind of in hot water right now because they've been they've been called out, and it has been confirmed by multiple sources that they're they're kind of uh, getting a little lazy when it comes to you know, steering the ship when I, uh, with their content and what they're putting out there. And, it, to me, it, it's just, I was surprised, you know, I was actually very generally surprised because I working in the electronic industry, uh, I work at a retail store. Um, you guys know about it, apt electronics, all we, we, we produce videos on our YouTube page, you know, and we have to try to produce videos and, and give content and self-awareness that is truthful, to that product, you know, and, and that, that, and if you don't, you know, that destroys your name and your credibility. And they got called out finally by another uh, YouTube source and news channel that, that also dies into attack tech uh, gaming nexus to, and they called them out on the fact that, you know, you guys have been caught red handed multiple times, not only once, but multiple times um, giving out wrongful information. And when you have a following, like the mag at the magnitude that like linus or mkbhd marcus brownlee have uh unbox therapy uh lou Uh, when you have 15 20 million people subscribe to you watching you on a daily and really basing a lot of their decisions on their tech off of what you tell them and you give them a, a, a review that is not honest you know, you could ruin a company's name with that because they tend to these companies these channels tend to review items that are coming up or not out yet or are concepts, you know, um, or are finally launched. And they're part of a small company and that small company is really relying on your review. And when you come out and you say, oh, yeah, this this item doesn't work. It's not great. It's not it's not worth your money, you know. That that's very demoralizing. That could really impact a company, especially a small tech company that's trying to come up. So when when you have the reach like Linus or Marquez and all those channels have, you know, like that's that's kind of important for you to be as transparent and as honest and make sure that you are crossing the T's and dotting the I's correctly and not providing wrongful information. And yeah, right now it's 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 just been kind of a whirlwind of news revolving that uh it's, it seems like every hour on the hour there's something new coming up and they did just release an apology video of all the core heads of the company themselves have addressed um what they will be doing straight uh from here on forward and that they are going to be dialing back their content on their channel you know from producing two three four videos a day to maybe
0: a week only now so I think in the video they were saying there's like 25 videos a week, which is a lot.
1: Yeah. Even the apology video or the the video that they released 10 hours ago already has 2.7 million views. I mean, even that video alone is going to draw them so much in monetization. (laughs) So like that is for sure, man. So like that's the impact that these channels have on us. And to me, it's like when – what kind of, what accountability do these content creators have? You know, uh, it be it a, a huge name like Linus or a smaller name or streamer like cross or cactus HD, you know, like we got to hold these people accountable and it's I'm, as shitty as it is. Cause I am a huge fan of Linus. I've been following him for like seven years. Um, I'm glad that they kind of called him out on it because at a point, like when do, when do you become the villain? You know, um, you you see yourself long, uh, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. You know, as said in the Dark Knight. So, uh, not that he's a villain, but I think he just got a little bit too big for the britches, and uh, it got to a point where the company has outgrown itself, and now you're just pre- producing quality and not quantity, or quantity and not quality videos. So, and I think a lot of that could be said with a lot of content creators, especially when you, in recent months. And you said this earlier tonight too, um, Lich, about like content creators just jumping on bashing Destiny and or Bungie and or other games just because that's what's hot right now. And I really hate that trend. I really, really, truly hate that trend because it's all clickbait bullshit. So, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that stuff?
0: Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's It sucks when, like you said, it's a... It's a a source that many people that may not be completely knowledged in, in that world, like the computer world, and they're giving bad information and you go out and you buy this $800 thing and it's not doing the same things that this YouTuber promised. And you, I mean, you're probably not spending money on it, but he's making money off of this. So, Yeah, it's kind of shitty. It's just a shitty, shitty thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Cutting corners for for you know money. That's that seems to be the theme of tonight. Is just people have been cutting corners for years, and it's it's just finally catching up to them. Yeah,
1: honestly, in all industries, be it big industry, be it small content creators, not that blindness is small, but you know, at their level, yeah, like it just seems like that's been happening a lot this week uh, or at least in the past two weeks. And yeah, um, I'm hoping that within the next few weeks, they get right their ship too. And I hope this also kind of puts a fire into a lot of other content creators asses. And it sucks that this had to happen to him, but I'm also glad that it happened to him because like if anyone, if anyone, it should happen to him because a lot, obviously the, the, the magnifying glass is huge is huge on him so everyone's going to be able to see like oh shit man let's go reevaluate what we're doing also and make sure that we're providing the best possible content for people on our channel
2: yeah it's always sad when you see a channel that you follow just totally fall off and you just like you're like this is just a shell of what i used to watch and I like I have channels that I've watched for various reasons because they were funnier, informative, and like you said, they just kind of they get too big for their britches, so to speak, and it's mm-hmm. it's a very sharp decline. And I mean my my big one that I I watched for years was inside. It started as Inside Halo, and then it became inside gaming in 2008 and it was that until around 2015 then it became funhouse and when they were inside gaming he changed it was it started by adam kovic and he was a halo player he just made a youtube channel covering halo and like everything about it and lore and gaming like it was fun it was a really cool change but then he brought on like a bunch of other people a bunch of guys from YouTube that are pretty common now guys like Bruce Green James Willems Sean Poole Lawrence Sontag Joel Rubin like these are these were great characters that were on his show and then it they moved over to machinima and they became inside gaming sort oh, of God. more broad but it was it was a great channel I loved it it was so much fun they had shows where they would just play the worst games that you've ever heard of, like uh, oh, the, the Rambo video game with like the obnoxious faces that the guy would make. And you know uh, Sean Poole had this, it was like a $1 one hour where he would justify the price of games. Like if you pay $70 for a game, you should get 70 hours of entertainment out of that game well, they didn't start with like super expensive games. They would go to like steam and find games that were two hours or they were uh, $2 and he would try to get two hours of entertainment out of it. And it was a gimmicky show, but it was fun, man. Like they had, they had skits that I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. And then obviously machinima shit the bed like that is not a thing anymore so they had to kind of move on but when they did they created funhouse and it's like the the channel turned into this whole production company and they started coming out with shorts and like really big production stuff and it just it felt forced it was like just push content we need more more and it doesn't matter if it's good or not we just need more and then slowly like all the original guys just left and it was like why am I watching this anymore <laughs> like it's not fun <laughs> Adam Adam Kovic was like the main guy and he wasn't even in it anymore I'm like so, why am I here so yeah it's a for, it's a shell of its former self literally a shell of his former self you know? yeah and it's great guys it's great guys I've seen Bruce Green. Uh, do like crossover, like hosting Donut Media. It's like a car YouTube channel. Yeah,
1: Donut Media. Oh my God. Yeah, I follow Donut. <laughs> I but donut. like,
2: I've seen Bruce Green step in and host when uh, they have people missing. I'm like, I didn't even know Bruce that's was in the car. And he's just like in there, and it was like, dude, I knew, like, wild. I I started watching you on Inside Gaming, and now you're hosting a Donut episode. Like, that's awesome. But. it's uh it's weird the way it works sad to see him go but i guess if i was in their shoes i wouldn't want to be a part of something that was so alien to what you started years ago so
1: yeah it almost seems like at a point it starts drawing out the steam of like what the reasoning behind the core basis of why you created that show you know like um and once it gets corporations get involved money gets involved you know monetization you know they see money rolling in for one video all right let's let's start another video this week just so we can have extra residual income coming in it's like then that's where that ball starts rolling like oh fuck if we if we push out 10 videos we can make this much money because they're all going to get monetized it's just like yeah, at a point you just started kind of like a, it's like a black hole effect, man. You you get big, get big, and eventually you get too big, and you start engulfing yourself in your own in your own uh, in your own content, and you, you you trip over your own laces, and you get caught up, and then you get shut down. Like like you said, Machinima G Four TV when they tried to do the relaunch, like that was <laughs> yeah. oh god, dude, that was horrendous. That was not. G four that, that and it ruined, you know, in a way. G four when the original G four launched and they they left like it was a great send off and to bring it back and disrespect it the way that they did like that sucked, man. That just fucking sully G 4s name.
0: It's yeah. it's got to be money, man. It, you start you start with something good with a good artistic sight in it and then you start getting money and I think yeah. we're seeing it now with Aztecross because that fucking guy just pumps out like 15 videos a week. I don't know what he pays his editors, but they better be paying good because that guy it is literally like all, he'll put like 3 videos out in a day. It's nuts. Dude, and yeah. are they all good? I don't think so. I think they're just a lot of content. <laughs> He's just posting content to post content. And at what point is it going to go from like, sure. Like it's just live streams cut up a lot of the time. When are they going to go from that to just obnoxious videos that we don't care about?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Cause there's even me, I'm a huge ass across supporter and follower. I, I really love his destiny content. I, I personally think like his delivery and the way that he engages with the community and engages with the destiny content. when it, Whenever new shit drops is, is awesome. I ingest it really easily. Um, I do like the fact that he's branched off to play more of a, be a variety content creator because he, I think he obviously knows also the direction of destiny and what could happen. So as a content creator, he has to see a float, especially when your survival is based on YouTube, on uh, creating content for these shadows. So I was like, all right, well, let's start investing and branching off and creating other things and see what catches. But also, don't just throw shit at the wall and see what does catch because, like you said, Lich, some of it is just filler. Like, I've caught some that I can't even fully go through. I'm like, all right, this is boring. Like, I got to get out of here.
0: Like, he's so, he's trying to he's trying to go that um, Asmongold, I feel like. He's trying to go down that Asmongold line where Asmongold just has a whole video, like an entire channel to Asmongold reacts, and he just mm-hmm. watches videos and reacts to it. And it seems like he's trying to kind of capitalize on that because like three, he put two videos three days ago, two videos two days ago, three videos a day ago. Like he is just pumping out crazy content. And like you said, it's how long before it really takes on the deep end.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which uh, I've been following Asman also for since his World uh, of world, uh, Warcraft days. And even it wasn't up until maybe about three years ago where he, well, about two years ago, he stopped really streaming games and just started just streaming his reactions to stuff. And a lot of people, he lost a lot of followers because they're like, dude, you're not even gaming. You're just talking. You're boring. Bye bye. So it's like, all right, you, you're going to lose people, you know, in that industry. Uh, you should be used to that already. And it did. It hurt him. And he didn't. He was in a state where, you know, a lot happened in the last few years for asthma. I know his mom, his mom, he lost his mom and all that stuff last year. His content wasn't doing great. He didn't kind of know where he was going with OTK. And uh, then they were also starting Star Forge. And then also he P even admitted it. he's like yeah I'm, I'm kind of tired of just gaming like I, I just want to react i enjoy sitting here and interacting with the chat and just watching goofy videos that you guys send me and honestly at first i didn't like it either i got bored of it uh and i that's coming from somebody who followed him like religiously and then they came over i'm like dude i gotta tune in i want to see what the news from Asman. What's the news? You know, like he's become my channel. Like, all right, what's what's going on right now? Because he'll have it, he'll cover it. And when it really like got me was when he was covering the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> 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 like, I didn't even look at the news. I watched Asman's uh, overview on
0: it, and it was great. It was just awesome. So, anyway. yeah, I I hope when he does things like that, and like when. Most content creators do things like that. Like they just do react videos. I hope that some of that monetization or something goes to the other creator. Like I've seen him, he reacts to other people's videos all the time. And I, I hope that benefits the other person and he's just not copy positive. You know what I mean? Like I I haven't seen the effects too much of that kind of video which seems to be what a lot of people are going into they're just reacting to other people's shit mm-hmm. and I, it it sucks for the original video right sometimes like Asvin Gold's video has two million views but the original view video only has 100k like is yeah. there give and take to shit like that
1: i think it's kind of like universally approached like you should if you're going to react to some another content creators video, you have to praise them, you got to call them out, you know, you got to kind of like promote their channel like, hey, go follow this person, go this person, pushes out good content. Uh, you got to do what you can to try to get that person's that person, that content creator followers or subscribers, because it's only the honorable thing to do, especially when you're kind of piggybacking off of their hardware. Cause honestly, what work are you doing other than clicking play on a YouTube video? So, and with that being said, one thing I have seen a positive take with the Asmongold stuff too, is that as a lot of the indie games that I play, um, vampire survivors, had an in- humongous spike cause asmond played it. Um halls of torment. Gigantic spike cause Asmund played it. So the good thing is that he when he does play certain games or reacts to certain content, I he definitely does call out the people who made the original content and he 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 does his part of trying to toss subscribers and followers in their direction or even toss video game developers. Like, yeah, go, go buy this game, you know? And he's not like partnered with them. He's like, yeah, just go play this game, go buy it. You know, it's this much on steam or this much on a console. It's it's awesome. It's fun. And I, I think he, they're doing, it's kind of hard. Like, how do you do that? How do you promote other content creators without feeling like you're stealing from them? You know, it, it is kind of a weird, uh, weird content i guess to see on youtube and i feel like that's been like the huge thing now right like that's kind of like the wave yeah just use
0: everybody it, else's and you just kind of uh, add your own spin to it uh, mhm
2: i hate react content i it, it's such it's such a low effort thing and i just don't enjoy it and everybody does it now i yep. opened up youtube after the Twitter post in regards to the state of the game. Uh, you know, the, the video that was posted on Twitter that we were talking about.
1: Yeah. Blackburns, Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, I, I wanted to watch his video and I opened up YouTube just at work kind of browsing and fallout had a react video to that. And I started watching it and like, You know, every five minutes, or not even five minutes, like every 30 seconds, Fallout has to pause the video, give his opinion on, or, or some insight onto what he thinks Joe Blackburn meant by this. And I started getting frustrated and I was like, why am I, why am I watching Fallout reacts to a video that's on Twitter right now? Like, just (laughs) go watch the video. It's even on YouTube now. Yeah. Yeah. I shut it down and I, I went and I found the post because you had linked it in our group chat. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch it here. Like, what am I doing?
1: Let and, him cook.
2: And I like, I like fallouts videos. I really do. I, I, his like one minute Zer videos are awesome. But at the same time, it, like I caught myself doing the exact thing that I, like I'm consuming the media that I hate don't like i gotta be better than that i guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's hard i i do depending on the video i will some of them i'll watch like a react like i'll watch an asmongold reacts of of something that sounds like if it sounds like a really boring video but i still want to watch it i will watch a react version of it just because sometimes it'll make it a little bit more interesting but if like Mm -hmm. asmongold reacts to the top 10 MMORPGs of all time I don't really want I, I want to have this I want to watch the other person so I will go into that video and find the link to the original video and just watch the original video yeah yeah and I think I think
1: that's I think that's what the separator like I agree with you Lich like there are certain videos where like the when as I watched crosses microtransaction video a couple a month ago that was huge. All right, when that dropped, that was giant, and I watched Asmongold's take on Asacross's video, and the reason I wanted to watch Asmin is because Asmin is very, he knows a lot about monetization, and he is one that hates the monetization, the loot box system, all of that, like, fucking pickpocketing you again for more money, he hates that shit, man, but he also knows that it's up to us to kind of change that, you know. Uh, but I wanted to see what his take was. It uh, was on that video, and especially on a game that he doesn't even play, like like um, like Destiny. So uh, I think it always just comes down to like, all right, is this is this a reaction video that I want to see based on the content that is out there too? So that kind of goes hand in hand with
2: it. Yeah, and I understand that, and I I agree with you, Lich. I think Cross kind of toes the line or or gets a little too close to the line of just you know reaction content like datto released a video that was popular for a while that was getting every single content creator reacting to the datto video and then everybody had to react to the azacross video and it's it's this like vicious cycle where we're almost getting react to react to react videos. And it's like, I don't. <laughs> this is stupid. It's this perpetual loop where we're just going to be reacting to one single event for the rest of our lives now. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't stand it. Yeah. And it's just not something I choose to consume. But I have lapses in judgment sometimes. And, yeah. <laughs> you find yourself in those reaction videos yeah i get halfway through a video and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> i just have to like ah you got me and i you know, hold like, on I, I, is this I'm the like, matrix wow, like i'm, I'm reacting to
1: a reaction of the reaction like, yeah what the fuck is I,
0: happening? and I, I catch myself a lot because obviously we've been, we started this podcast so it to, to get the original Blackburn video, I've probably already watched it four different times through different creators' points of view. Like, I'll watch the Azacross, I'll watch Fallout, I'll watch all these different ones to see kind of like where everybody else's opinion is lying with it. Just to see, because that kind of like gauges the community. Like, you're going to see how the community is going to react because the Datto fans are going to react this way. Cross's fans are going to react this way fallouts fans are gonna you know what i mean like you kind of get a a feel for how the community is going to react to this from all these other creators yeah yeah but i think there's only one more piece of news that i want to i want to get out there before we finish off the show um October 24th, 2023, City Skylines 2 will be releasing. <laughs> so I just want to make sure we get that out there. City Skylines 2 releases October 24th. You can expect Doom for launching his
1: first ever live stream playing that game. Yeah, Doom, right, right. Doom will have a stream ready
0: for his first City Skylines 2. <laughs> uh, I actually will launch
2: the stream to, to play that game. No. I, I 100% will do we'll that. Here. We'll be here to support you. I haven't even pre-ordered it yet. That's how excited I am. But uh, you know, we're hyping this what up. If, I'm ready.
1: What if everyone shits on it like they shit on Cyberpunk for you. After the fact? Wow. he's He still
0: is still playing City Skylines 1, which came out in 2015. So, I I, I don't think that's his demographic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think I'll be okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna get my opinion spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All
0: right, guys, that'll do it for this episode of Forged in Light. Um, In the description, we are going to be posting all of our different socials, whether it's Twitter, it is on the Discord and even our streaming our streamings from our twitches and our kicks uh, i've started streaming over at, at kick crimson streams over at kick all the time uh, come come reach out come hang out in a stream come talk to us on twitter or in the discord uh, we're more than happy to chat with you guys and answer your questions good night